with Dylan Brown here. So Menace, go ahead and jump right into wrestling, man. How did you get into wrestling? Kind of just, we had a big team where I was at in Durham Middle School in like elementary, so I just got in. All my friends did it. So what grade was you in? Uh, fifth. Fifth, fifth grade. grade. That's not a bad year. Where were you at? Speak speak where you came from. Uh, I was in Tecumseh when, that's, when that went on. And that's down by Shawnee, stuff like that. Tecumseh in fifth grade you started? And then you came to Elgin in what grade? Eighth. I think the first coach I met was like Coach Coach White. Coach White? He was, he was weird back then, though. Edit that out. <laughs> Already a minute into it. Got to start looking at editing. Nah, speak freely, Dylan. As far as uh, wrestling now, you're a senior. Mm -hmm. Looking back on it, is there anything you did different in your wrestling career thus far? Probably taking it more serious. Probably would have got me to where I want to be now. Right. You know what I mean? What uh, aspects of seriousness are you talking about, like training-wise, diet-wise, or just all of the above? Um, Just like going to every single practice, you know, when you're like in fifth grade, you really don't want to go. So I'm practicing stuff like that, but I kind of wish my parents held me more accountable at that kind of age. But once I got into like seventh, sixth, I kind of just like was here and there. And then when I, so I moved here, that's when I really started like getting into it and stuff. That's one thing I noticed about you, though, and I'm glad that you're self-aware to know, like, in fifth grade, yeah, I should have been accountable, but also, like, to be, like, in a certain sport, there has to be a certain, like, support system behind you. And I know your parents, they did, they do the best they can. They support you in every single way, but at the end of the day, there's lots of kids. There's lots of time to be spread around. And like, it is on your own to have that initiative in your sports and to carry on into them. But like I said, when you first moved to Elgin, you were very consistent and your mom did a great job of making sure you were at every practice, every freestyle. And like, then now that you're old enough to drive and do that, like you're consistent, you're here, you have a family that's split across the state and throughout like Christmas time and Thanksgiving time, you sacrifice time with that family to stay here for practice. And uh, when you were younger, like in junior high and like freshman, you didn't really have those options. But like, as you grew older, your family understood you know, to a certain point, how important wrestling was to you. And like, you've always been a very dependable kid in that sense. Where'd you get that from? Probably my mom. She's, you know, two jobs growing up and everything, just trying to put food on the table best she could. You know, that's kind of like, kind of what got in the way is just trying to help with her and everything. And I didn't really have time for sports and stuff. So once like I moved here and we got another like stable income, I really just had time to like focus on it, what I wanted to do. How many siblings do you have? Ten. I have ten siblings. Can you can you kind of go in a little bit of depth on that? <laughs> on that? Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. So I have five five brothers, five sisters. So there's eleven of us in total. And then most of us are like singles and stuff like that. And then I have like a bunch of half siblings, and then a triplet, and then my little sisters are twins. So it's like a big household and everything. This is. It said you're a triplet. And your little sisters are twins. Mm -hmm. That's that's pretty cool, man. And like I said, eleven all together with all of you. And that's uh, I've coached your older brother. I've coached your younger brother. I've coached sisters of yours. I've had like several of your clan <laughs> in here. And I don't know, man. It's just cool how your family dynamic works. I'm, I've seen you throughout high school working in the grocery store, working around town, like just doing things, like you said, to help like the family out. Like no matter what, your mom could be multimillionaire supporting 11 kids like all together as a family is like a hustle and a grind and yeah, takes, takes multi like 
multi just a village it takes a village to raise a village so like i don't know man done a good job of like showing responsibility i think out of any of your siblings i think and not a diss to any of them but you're the most responsible man like you're a really good kid and a good example for kids that i don't know just a product of like not your your environment you know you're a product of your great parent raising but like elgin wrestling i think has helped raise you in that a lot as well and just I know we're proud of you. We're very proud of you as a senior here. You know, as a senior, now you got a brother that is a freshman, right, Mm -hmm. in in wrestling. What's something you would talk to him about as Um, far as when it comes to wrestling? Kind of just his worth ethic, you know what I mean? Like, staying out of trouble, getting in the room, getting extra time in, like being really like if you love the sport, you know, put all your time into it and then you'll grow as you go. But when you don't do that and you want to see improvement, you're not going to, you know, be where you want to be if you're not dedicated yeah there's there's a lot of truth to that too that's like being upset as a podcast in a gym we have frequent interruptions and that's not wow. somebody getting meat cleavered in the background that's our door opening up and closing <laughs> so that's all right man that's just our our growing pains with our program and our facility that i'm grateful to be in no it's good i like doing it here i mean we could go somewhere else but i mean the convenience we're in a wrestler and talking about wrestling so get to catch not? the kids in here and like i said we're fresh out of practice 10 minutes ago you yeah. know dylan brown just shaved his head <laughs> before practice in the locker room literally his man had hair down to his shoulders and the kids got him in the locker room and he let him shave his head and now he looks like a young reformed man <laughs> about to go do six weeks in a boot camp somewhere. Yeah, that's what it looks like. But man, I, that's a, like you just got out the chair, dog. That's you look good. You look respectable now, and uh, not saying you didn't look respectable for before, but I don't know. That just kind of speaks to y'all's like bond in here as a team too. Like, what do you do? You enjoy being around your your teammates and everybody in here? Um, yeah, it's like it's just a goofy team to be with. Like everybody's. We all take it serious when it comes to being like winning and everything, but in the locker room and on the mat and just being a team, I think we're very close and stuff like that. Like we're just more like since we've grown up, you know, my six years here and my five years here and just everybody growing up and wrestling and playing sports together is definitely more like a family community kind of team instead of very strict and stuff like that. That's like everybody on this team right now has been in like Elgin Middle School. They've been in Elgin's youth program. They've been in some sort of like Elgin growing up and now you're all together. We said at the end of practice, you know, we're more than a wrestling team. We're a big family in here, I feel like. And that's what keeps me sane on days that I want to lose my head. I just, I enjoy being in here and practice most days. And it also is what you make it to, you know, a lot of people don't realize that. Like I saw a cool quote from Nick Saban today, like, you're either going to suffer two ways with discipline or disappointment, you know, and like you can suffer through them. You can suffer through the discipline or you can suffer through the disappointment. And like, I don't know, that was a pretty good thing that I just saw. And because it's the truth. It's the truth. It really is. No, it goes back to what you was talking about earlier, how, how short this is. You know, we've talked about it on several podcasts, how short your high school career is. Taking advantage or what you would tell your little brother, you know what I mean? Taking advantage of the time you got now doing everything you possibly can. That's why it's so important because in the grand scheme of things, a wrestling season ain't that long and you only got four years of it in high school. You know what I mean? What, so blows, gotta- what blows my mind with that, Derek, can you think about this? This is my eighth season now. I've seen two like full sets of high school careers go through now. Like I've seen kids four years blinking an eye 
And like, that's happening to these kids now, you know? And like, I don't know, it's just weird to think about. Like, I've seen a lot of kids' careers come and close in those four years in an eight-year span. Yeah. So, and now it's a lot of kids that I really, I'm not saying I didn't care about those kids before. I cared about them a lot. I invested, you know, my initial, like, blood and sweat and tears into this program into them but like now i'm seeing these kids from third fourth grade you know all the way up and like it's it's really cool and and dylan's a product of eighth grade through and i mean that's just when you get five six years with a kid and you start getting that eight nine ten years with a kid like that's a lot like you've grown up with that kid as well that's your kid you know and that's a cool like coaching aspect, like to get into that point in my career. Well, no, even even like that picture you showed me the other day of of the, it was a group photo. It was Dax, Baby Waylon was there, you know. And at at that time, Dax was how Waylon is right now, you know. If you look, you know, it's just you know who was all there: Butler, Butler, Garrett, Alton, Rylan, Hit, Hayden, Hit was in that picture, you know. And yeah, just seeing that like contrast of Waylon and Dax they flipped Waylon was one and a half years old there and now he's eight years old yeah. you know and and your baby's a seventh grader yeah yeah <laughs> well when you're not in the wrestling room what other hobbies do you got kind of just I kind of just rest in my house like nothing weird man what's, what's your hobbies <laughs> I don't know uh, I work on my truck a lot but most of the time like any free time I have like I'm either at my house I don't really do anything else but I mainly come in here like late, like a uh, like nine o'clock to ten, get some extra work in, just because like I I want to be in the room so much. Like I only have a couple months left. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I get that. You know, and there's a lot of kids that do that. You know, and it really, you know, it really shows. You know, I think it does. As far as far as hobby goes, you you express a little bit about about maybe being a mechanic or something after school. Mm-hmm. You uh, talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I'm gonna probably go into trade school. Or be uh, like an airplane technician in the Air Force or go take some business courses at a college or something. Just kind of build my experience up because I want to own my own business one day. Right. Okay. So I'll probably just go into trade school, become a, take a decent mechanic course and do a, probably do a business course online at a, on college and stuff like that. And try and build a, build a business out of it and trying to get my lifestyle Man, if a mechanic and working on like, you know, airplanes or whatever, aircrafts is something you're up to, man. Man, the military, you know, I don't want to sound too much like a recruiter right now, mm-hmm. but in, in the military though, like, uh, the 160 Special Operations Aviation Regiment, that was the unit I was in. That's in the right off the bat. If you're uh, any 15 series, that's a helicopter mechanic. They teach you how to do all of that. So by the time you get out, I mean, you already got all that knowledge. Yeah. You know what I mean? You'd have to pay for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like my thing is you got to do two. Two years of trade school, and then you have to have two years of experience after. But if I go into the military, it'd be four years of experience right off the bat, and yeah. I can already get my certifications and everything. Yeah, man, it's a it's a good deal. That's one thing. If I had to do different, like when I joined the military, I would have had some kind of plan, you know, instead yeah. of just joining up. Like, ah, right, take me. I don't care, you know. I would have definitely had a plan. That's why we're lucky to have you here, Coach Bean, is to guide kids like that. Because a lot of kids we do have, like military, and I've heard you tell them, like, hey, I have a plan with what you're going to do. And our kids so far have had, like, Diego had a great plan with his, you know, yeah. other kids we've had going and have successful military careers, you know. That's that's great advice. And I hope, Dylan, whatever, too, like, you find a club, Elgin Wrestling Club, to invest back into and stay involved in wrestling and 
like, I don't know, that's something that I hope that don't ever leave your side because I've had you in here helping with camps, helping with Little League, helping with all that. And you do a great job with the little kids. And I see you teach your younger brother and sister things. And that's something kids, I don't want them to forget. Like, you're going to go on and have these career plans and you want to do this and that. And like, I'm not out here recruiting kids to be teachers by any means. And not saying that it's a bad job. I love what I do. And I wouldn't change it for anything else, to be honest with you. But like, don't think that wrestling, coaching wrestling is not an option too. There's lots of youth clubs you can be involved in. There's lots of other programs you can give back into. Like we have like dads that come in all the time. You don't have to be the dude in there yelling and teaching these kids. You just need to be in there and help them when you can. And I don't know, that's my advice to kids that have been in wrestling, have loved wrestling and don't let it leave you. I would say you have a good knowledge base too. You know, that, that's a good foundation for a for wrestling, man, you know, especially to pass on, you know what I mean? So one day when they got the little DBs running around, you know what I mean? How's that? Are you going to push them towards wrestling or just kind of see what happens? Definitely going to push them towards some sport just because it takes your mind off of everything that's going on nowadays and stuff like that. And right. just growing up with something to do, something that you love, like yeah. is good for you growing up as a kid. I think sports is good team building camaraderie. You know what I mean? Like, I think I feel like wrestling Obviously, there's a different team aspect to wrestling than there is to, you know, like football and stuff like that. But I still think it's there. I, and I think when it comes to wrestling, it's a little more uh, close quarters, you know what I mean? Because you're in here wrestling with these dudes every day. Sometimes it gets heated, you know what I mean? Ultimate accountability, yeah. you know, like there's no hiding behind a teammate. There's no blaming it on somebody else. Like if you're getting your butt kicked in practice, it's you. It's you. You've got to find a way to not get your butt kicked anymore if you want to. And like a lot of kids are like, well, all right, I don't want to do this anymore, you know. But yeah. in the end, a lot of people put their kids in here to learn life lessons more than just the sport of wrestling. You know, the sport of wrestling comes along with all the great life lessons you teach kids in here. And by no means, we're saying this is a blood sport. You come in, throw your kid in a ring, and if they're getting smacked around, say you get tougher. You know, we love a lot of kids into it in here. And that's the way I think it should be done is like, you've got to, I think every one of my kids know I can hold them to the ultimate accountability when it comes to like towing the line and they know I'll get after them. But I mean, deep down, they know like what the motive is. Man, I had a good quote from uh, JD. I was talking to him when he first got here, Kale's dad, I was talking to him and he said, look, you know, to me, I'm raising a young man. If my kid becomes great at wrestling, so be it. But I'm more using that as a tool to raise a young man right now. Amen. Amen to that. And it is. It is. Especially like if you don't like some people don't have these connections with their kids, you know, that and I'm not even saying like with his situation, lots of situations where fathers are gone at work, fathers are gone in the military, fathers are gone out of kids' lives in certain broken home situations and they miss that time and they might not have certain things that connect them, but wrestle and help them connect it back into yeah. that, you know? And like, it, I don't know, that's me just probably overthinking like a scenario like that. But if you can use wrestling, it'll teach you all those lessons and it'll give you that outlet to filter that with your, with your son, if you treat it the right way, you know, that's, that's what I'm trying to do at least. Yeah. hundred percent. So as far as your senior year thus far, how would you describe your senior year right now when it comes to wrestling? Definitely like an uphill battle, like just where I want to be in the end of the season and hold myself accountable, trying to win matches, 
get better rankings and stuff like that. Just make the state, place the state, try and get my name out there. Cause like, I would love to wrestle at college. You know what I mean? Like I love wrestling, love being in here, but the ultimate goal is just to try and get to state and then place my best. Well, you know, that's still an option for you, man. Like you're talented enough and you work hard enough. I shouldn't even say talented enough. Like that doesn't necessarily matter. Like when you get into college, they want to develop you and you have like that work ethic and that drive where you could be a tough college wrestler, man. And that's good that you keep all things like that on the table. Too many times I see kids say, I'm not a college wrestler. I'm not a state placer. I'm not even a state qualifier. I mean, nonsense. I've seen one-time state qualifiers. I've seen one-time state placers, one-time state champions win national championships, you know, and some of the best ones in the world do that. And every option's on the table if you, like, really believe in yourself and you put in the time and the effort. Wasn't there a guy that wrestled for UCO that didn't ever win state that became, like, a three- or four-timer? I mean, Cole Province was like a one-time state champion, I think, at Claremore. I don't even, I don't hold me to that, but like wasn't like the most decorated high school wrestler, but then was four-time national champion at UCO, one of the best ever to do it, you know? And I don't know, he's, he's one of those kids. I mean, he's older than me. He coached me at UCO, actually, but like I know his career and yeah. looked over his career. somebody I looked up to, you know, and... He's one of those guys that got into college and immediately just developed that mindset that he could win these matches and beat these kids and did it four years in a row. Like it's really impressive. Yeah, that's awesome. Let's talk about some of the some of the tournaments you've been to this season. Which one you want to talk about first, Cody? Gary tournament. Yeah, talk about the Gary tournament first time at the Gary tournament. First time at the Gary tournament, definitely like going in expecting, you know, there's going to be some tough matches, but it's going to be fun matches. You know what I mean? Like going out there wrestling. Good kids competing. That's always fun. No matter if you win or lose, you're always you're always building off of it. You're always learning something new from a from a match. So right. Gary Turpin, you know, went zero and two. I wasn't surprised that I went zero and two, but I definitely know that I can wrestle good kids to their level now. You know, what I mean, I just gotta stay out of my head and just wrestle and not, you know, do dumb things. But was there a little bit of shock, like when you like? Like, I guess the anticipation, like shock, nervousness going into the match. Like, okay, man, I'm here at the Geary tournament. I know these kids are good. And as soon as he was done, he was like, man, I could have did better. Yeah, like, I, you know, this really good kid from Marlo held him to a one-point match. You know, like, a really good kid. Didn't think I could, you know, thought I was going to go out there, probably get beat. You know, go sit with the Sands for the rest of the day, blah, blah, blah. But, like, I went out there, held him to a one-point match. Now, got Marlo up again. But in the end, like the end of that match, you're like, crap, I should have beat him. You know, there was my opportunity, you know, to make my that name that we talk about. Mm. And no matter what his situation was, however you did to hold that to a one-point match, you had the opportunity to take it at the end. It didn't happen, but you're smart enough to learn from that. Like you're here talking about it. Most kids would just be like, man, he's better than me. I ain't getting that one point. I was lucky just to stay close enough, you know, and tomorrow we'll get to go wrestle him again and see. And whatever happens, I know you're going to go out and slug it out with him and give him the best. Yeah, and on the flip side of that too, you know, he's probably thinking about that match as well. Like, he probably, not his anxiety is building up. You know what I mean? Like, like oh, shoot, now I got to go actually wrestle. Gotta yeah, yeah. Win a match. And you got you to gotta think of it. He's going to bring his best game tomorrow, knowing that he kept it close with you, you know, and that's, that should help your mindset. I know it has this past week with practice. What about Carl Albert? Carl Albert. Went two and two, didn't wrestle how I wanted to wrestle on the backside, but right. I think I wrestled a lousy second match the first day, and 
that just I just got to put those matches together. You know what I mean? Like I can't just go out and wrestle a very good first match and then go wrestle lazy right. second match. And I'm on the back side. Got to do four matches to go place. You know, we'll go win it. Or- and you're prepping for regionals. You know, that's what you got to do at regionals is get in the top five. And we didn't do that at Carl Albert. So we know we have an uphill battle, like you said. But you're the kid I want in that uphill battle. You're a senior. You've been here. You've competed for state spots. You've done that, you know. And that's just uh, it's where we want to be. That's where I want kids their senior year to have that opportunity, you know. And there's a lot of there's kids on our team that wish they had that opportunity right now. You talk about wrestling lazy that second match. Can you talk about that a little bit? Just getting in my head too much, thinking about not setting up shots, just shooting in lazy, being lazy on top, being lazy on bottom. Like my biggest thing is I gotta get off bottom or I'm die. But then we're late into the third period. I'm tired. I'm not thinking straight or whatever. Whatever's going on, I'm just not wrestling. You know what I mean? Yeah, bottom's one of the positions. Like as a coach. I always look at bottom as, in my mind, I always think it should be a guaranteed point to get away. Now, I know that's not the, the facts, you know what I mean? But in my mind, if I have a choice and I need to score a point, I'm putting the kid down. That's what I'm doing. But it's almost, it's it's really, it is a mindset. I heard, I think it was Coach Jackson talk about this the other day, is, you know, bottom wrestling is, is a mindset. And, I mean, I believe that, man. There, you see so many kids that just get frustrated and just want to hang their head, you know, and it drives me, it drives everybody crazy. But at the end of the day, that's just what it is. It's hanging their head and it's kind of wrestling lazy. I mean, I think the best advice you talked about, you know, just kind of like that mindset, you're on fire. You got to get up. You got to get out Somebody of Somebody hold you your know? head underwater. You yeah, know, you're going to you get your go. head up. I don't know. I think with you, Dylan, like with your whole thing, and I can tell you right here, what will help you qualify for state is you start out great in matches. Your technique's fantastic. You do everything right. You're strong. But when you start to fade a little bit, it affects your mind. And when your mind gets affected, that's when you get to lazy tendencies, you know. So if you can learn to spread that out through a match or stay consistent with that throughout a match, that'll qualify us for state. You know, at least we know what we need to do. Yeah. We'll stay consistent throughout a match. You talked about the technique part. We got to get off the bottom, you know, and that's that's right. But also just staying consistent throughout all three periods. You know what I'm saying? We talked a lot today about winning the last 20 seconds of periods, you know. And if if you do that, if you win the last 20 seconds of every period, you'll be really hard to beat. Just wrapping up, kind of, Dylan, you want to talk about what just your goals to finish the season are here and just what you want to see out of the team and just anybody you're really excited to watch wrestle this year? Um, I mean, being an Elgin, you know, it's – great and everything, you know, championship team. But well, I'm trying to hold myself to everybody's winning matches. We got so many good kids in the lineup. Just as a senior, I want to go and show my team that I can also win matches. You know what I mean? Like I want to qualify for state, put a couple good matches together at state and try and place, you know, because I know that so we have so many kids that could go place and go win it. It's just I want to be a part of that too. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's really, really well said, you know, and that makes me feel confident as a coach that we have kids that know that's what needs to be done. That's this environment, too. Some of the early earlier podcasts we did about wrestling, we talk about that environment, the the culture in the wrestling room. And that's that's it right there. That's it is. It. That is, Dylan, you you embody the culture by speaking that, you know, and that's what I want all kids to know. And it's all about, man, what can I do? to make this all come together, you know, and what you can do is do what's best for yourself. Take care of yourself, 
you know, make sure mentally and physically you're ready to go. And then everything else team-wise with wrestling comes together. It's too hard of a sport not to. Yeah, man, you roll it on the mirror back there. Control what you can control, man. That's right. Yeah, control what you can control. And uh, as long as we do that, we'll be fine. Amen. That's it.